Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. What is up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, and we've got an awesome, awesome conversation coming up for you because we've got the Jeffs, uh, as I have decided to call them. We've got Jeff Conn, we've got Jeff Quentin, and uh, we're talking about going from grind to CEO uh, and the myth of being a team leader, the pain, the pain of servicing leads, the pain, Jeff. Mm. Uh, And we're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff. So anyway, first of all, Jeff Conn, the ever-shrinking man. What's up today? What is happening, Matt Johnson and Jeff Quentin? I'm super pumped about today's topic. Um, every time we're on a podcast, we talk for about 10 or 15 minutes off air. And that's why I usually come in just ready to rock and roll because I'm so jacked. I like the topic we're talking about today. I wish I had heard this podcast six years ago when I decided to start building a team. Um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the myth of building a team. Everyone always is like, oh, yeah, just build a team. It's super easy. A lot of our listeners, I'm sure, can attest that it's not easy. Um, that they've seen a lot of people fail at it. We're also going to talk about expansion. Jeff Quinton's having a lot of success with that and would like to continue doing that. So we'll see if there's anyone in our network that maybe could partner up with Jeff and what they have going on. And then we're going to deep dive into how to help our agents be more successful uh, through accountability and training and uh, just consistency with everything that we're doing from an operational standpoint. So thanks again, Jeff, for coming on with us today. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate this. It's an honor to be here and uh, looking to share and learn and uh be part of this uh, this movement, man. Cool. Let's yeah. kick it off with just kind of sharing with everyone what your team looks like, how many deals you did last year, what your volume was, who you're with. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, uh, so again, it's Jeff Quinton, the Quinton Group, Keller Williams. Um, the hub is based out of southern New Jersey. We service all of southern New Jersey, Atlantic and Cape May County, and then we have expansion partners now. Uh, we have five in the 60-mile radius of Philadelphia, continuing to grow there. Um, so we haven't really gone a lot. We're in Delaware. We're in three different states. Um, but basically the, the radius of, uh, about a 60 mile radius of Philadelphia. Uh, last year we ended up at 213 sides, uh, about 80 million this year with the current team now without any additional members on, we'll be at 300 sides at 100 million. Um, you know, as we continue to build out and looking at our org chart through expansion and expansion model by itself, our goal is to get to one side being 482 sides, about 160 million and another side with the hub-based business, another four. So ultimately, it can be about a 1,000 transaction business that's going to grow here over the next three to four years is the vision and the org chart that's built. So um, yeah, we're looking at, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun so far. And the biggest thing in the last uh, 18 months for me, I guess, is the fact of being able to, to step out of the production side ultimately and, and become more of that CEO uh, role or you know, obviously team leader role and, and, and work on the business versus in it. It's sure. uh, allowed, allowed us to grow there. So it's uh, been pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Good. I think one thing I want to point out, I, I like to watch for patterns. And an interesting thing in Jeff's introduction, we have been on this for like three minutes. He has told us what his five-year goal is. How many people listening have a five-year goal? Jeff just put out to the universe, he wants to do a thousand deals. And last year they did how many? 250? 213, yeah. yeah. So they did 213 deals and he just said they want to do a thousand. That's, that's a 5X growth pattern. And so what I found is the companies, not just in real estate that are successful, are ones that never accept the status quo. They're grateful for the status quo, but they're always wanting to grow. They're always wanting to you know, um, scale up. And I know, Jeff, you're that type of mindset as well. And to do that, and I think a great segue here, 
is to stop selling real estate, stop servicing the business, and go into more of a CEO role where you build a business that assists others in selling real estate. So Jeff came out to my office a couple years ago. Uh, I host a workshop once a month, the team building workshop. For anyone that hasn't been on our podcast or listen, uh, I obviously talk about it every month or every week. But Jeff came out with a group of people that are part of his mastermind uh, to kind of check out what we had going. And the thing that I found found really interesting is all the people, or most of the people that came to this particular event with you, Jeff, were making over a million dollars a year. But most of them were working over 50 hours a week. And so there's probably a lot of people that listen to this podcast making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, more than they ever dreamed of, but they're working 50 plus hours a week. So there's a disconnect. The income's better than you'd ever dreamed of, but you're having to trade time for money and you're losing out on certain experiences and you're losing the freedom. So I wanted to kick it off by talking a little bit about the pain of the grind. And so I'll speak from my experience, Jeff, and you kind of speak from your experience. I got licensed in 2006. My first full year was seven. I worked 50 hours a week, Monday through Saturday nights, um, nights and Monday through Saturday. I never worked Sundays, but yeah, nights and weekends. Anytime someone wanted me, I was there, Johnny on the spot, responding to text calls anytime, day or night, negotiating deals anytime, day or night, up until 2011. And the end of 2010, I made about $350,000 net, uh, which was great for me. And oh my, I never dreamed of that. I was 29 years old, had a family with young kids. Um, making almost a half a million dollars a year, more than anybody I was friends with, killing it. But I was trading time for money and 2011, January one hit. And I was super depressed because I knew exactly what I had to do in 2010 to get to that income level. And I thought, man, am I going to have to, I have to personally go through all of that hell again to continue to keep that lifestyle. And it was just such a weight on my shoulders. I thought I got to do it a different way. And I think that a lot of our guests are probably going to identify with that feeling that I had experienced January 1 of, man, I got to do it all over again. And I wanted there to be a better way. Um, so I won't speak to the, how I went about doing it right now. I just really wanted to speak to the pain. The greatest pain I experienced was when there were events I wanted to be a part of. But I knew that by going to that event, I felt like I was going to lose out on a listing or lose out on winning a client over. And so I traded life experiences that I should have been present at to be able to go and service a client. And I continued to lie to myself to say, well, it's, it's for something in the future. I, I need to do this now because it's going to give me time. I believe it'd give me time in the future. But if you're doing the same activity over and over and over again, it's not going to give you any more time in the future. Really, all I was doing is just getting more leads that were going to take me more time into right. the future. So yeah. share your experience a little bit. I'm sure we have some similarities when it comes to that pain. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm, it's interesting because, see, I'm, you know, now in this business, so much, well, 25 years since 1992. In the beginning of my career, you know, I started out at age 19, right out of high school. And from, you know, from years, to, uh, 1990, 1992, which is totally, it's a totally different market. 92 is about 2000. That was me, man. I was running like for eight full years. I was working, you know, eight days a week. 150 hours a week, just jamming, right? And I was the grinder, boy. And, and, and that was the work ethic, what I had, man. That's what I was doing. I understand how to put it out there and 19 years old and not knowing much, no center of influence. I learned how to really just grind it through with expired listings, just listed, just sold, and was able to build my business up to about 80 some transactions as a solo agent with one assistant. And then in the 2000, 2001, I was introduced to some coaching and then changed my business all the way around. And, you know, back then, if you got an assistant, man, you were like, no one, just one assistant. In You're the late hard. 90s or 2000s, yeah, you, no one had an assistant. You had an assistant, yeah. it, was, it was crazy, right? And even a team itself was different. So, you know, I was in the forefront of that at the beginning of the 2000, you know, 99, 2000 range. And, uh, and you know, from 2000, 2005, the market was just insane, you know, for what we did. We had a very big run. So we had big years. 
where it was just basically myself, two other agents, three as admin, six people. And I ran that way for a long time until probably two, three years ago, with just six of us, where a major portion of the production and the, and the business itself was always me. Um, you know, 75% of it, and I had agents out the side, but I was doing 100, 120 transactions a, uh, a year, just me in itself, listing, you know, primarily maybe it was 80 listings, 40 buyer sales, 90 and 30, whatever it was, or grinding along the way with some assistance behind it. But yeah, man, it was, it was, you know, it was that time that, um, that I had to really understand, uh, the skills, the mindset, um, the work ethic and put the time in there. And I, I, you know, unfortunately, I mean, uh, looking back, I didn't have any real leverage in my life. You know, I was, I was going through the pain, um, you know, looking and now certainly, yes, I was making a ton of money. I mean, there was years, you know, back to back years, almost 4 million GCI, you know, running a small team with huge nets, you know? Um, and, what was, you know, challenged though is, you know, I had, I had, I had two daughters born in 2001, 2004, and this was a time, but I was still grinding away. I missed a lot, you know, with the, with them growing up in those years. You know what I mean? Then I realized later on, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta figure out a different way and start building a team around me and then, and then more recent, you know, really get to that CEO level. And still, and here's what I found out. Um, but here's the thing. I wouldn't be where I was today. And I think we wouldn't be together if we didn't go through that grind together, what we've learned. A lot of people, I think, get in this and say, oh, I want to build this team within two years, right? They don't know what the hell they're doing, man, in two years. I mean, let's be honest. Like, they got to experience it themselves before they can start to actually lead other people and build a team, right? And go through that four or five, six years, whatever that is. And then you start to grow, uh, you know, in that. But uh, How, how um, long, just for those listening that haven't yet chosen to build the team or maybe got into it too soon, how many deals or how long do you think a, a strong team leader will have been in the business in the day-to-day grind before choosing to lead a team? I think, you know, basically it's, it's, uh, it's not only experience of number of years, but also the number of transactions as well. You know, I think that, you know, somebody as a solo agent, you know, you should be at 30 to 40 deals, I think, solo agent, then start to get an assistant, get yourself to 75 agents, or excuse me, 75 uh, five deals. And then, you know, from there, start to build a team out where you can really get above that to get to 100 to 200 to 300 from there. But, you know, you know, I see these guys that, you know, they, they, they do 10 deals themselves and then they have four assistants around them and then they do 60 deals. But like, yeah. like come on, man, that's not, yeah, that's a team, I guess. But we've dude, had, like, you know, we, you we gotta, have people, you, we have people yeah, in our team building workshop that aren't licensed agents who are like, yeah, I want to build a team, I have 50 agents. We had someone that was going to do expansion teams. They weren't licensed yet. And they thought they were going to start doing all these expansion teams. And I think it's great to have that growth mindset, but I align with what Jeff shared. I think that it's, First, do 30, 40 deals on your own when you can recognize that an assistant's going to help you make more money and spend less time doing the minutia, hire the assistant. When you reach a point of diminishing returns where you're turning buyers away or not servicing people at the level you know you should, I think like you mentioned, that's probably about the 80 unit mark. Then you could bring in an agent. But I think over 100 deals and five years. Yeah, so 100 no, transactions about or about five years before you be a leader. I always say leaders serve their followers. How can you serve someone well if you don't have enough experience within that field. And from a leveling up standpoint, people choose to follow someone that can continually give them value. If you don't have value to offer, then people will come and go. They'll realize you don't really have anything to offer them and they'll leave and go to the next team leader that has more to offer. So that piece of value, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, would be that experience that you had in the business since 92. I mean, you have obviously a yeah, lot of value I mean, to offer. Yeah, I've been involved in, as a team and an individual. I mean, we still were almost 4,500 homes now and like stuff, thousands of homes. I mean, you know, when you do that kind of buying, there's not one deal that, 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 that something goes sideways that I haven't seen or have a, a right. solution for, or haven't seen this happen or that I've seen everything, you know, you name it, like we have that ability. So, 
you know, when yep. you're new to the business, you know, how can you lead some others that haven't experienced? I think, I think you're right. You know, yep. in that, but it, you got to go so, through that pain. You got to see that grind without a doubt. A, a lot of our listeners are probably where we were, uh, when we felt like we wanted to run the CEO model, but we felt like we couldn't stop producing. And I think the biggest challenge is if you're living off the income and you need all of the income you're getting from you being in production, it is scary to quit production and trust that the system you build is going to generate you enough to continue living and leading that lifestyle. Um, yeah. What I chose to do intentionally was I did not get out of the servicing until my team generated me the same income I was able to generate in my last best year. So when I was making about three, 350 my last year in 2010, my last full year where I was doing buyer and sell side, I thought to myself in 2011, what if I built a team and the team could make me the same amount? And I thought that's when I would fire myself is once the team makes me the same. So once my team was around 300,000 in net income to me, I quit selling altogether with the belief that I think in time I could get up to five or 600,000 because I had made, I did 300 the next year and my team did 300. So I made 600 grand and yeah. I actually only, I only took like a 25% dip for one year. And then the next year I made a million dollars, but I put all my time into recruiting and training and retention and offering value. So you have to obviously know intentionally where you're going to put that time when you yeah. choose to quit servicing and go into the CEO role. And I'll tell you that, that time frame, that transition, that time, at least it's been for me. And uh, I don't know that's for you, but I, I'm assuming it sucks, man. It's I mean, hard. It, it is hard because you wake up every day and you look up and say, shit, and you question yourself. Am I really doing the right thing? Like, am I doing – because, you know, you look at say, okay, well, it's really easy for us to go out, list the property and, and, and our skills and get out and hammer – and list 10, 5, 5, 10, 20 properties, whatever you were normally doing before a month, and see all that income that come in, that's coming to you without a split on it to somebody who's replacing you or whatever – and, yep. and it is, you have to look at it and that, and yes, there's times when you're going to step back to go one foot back, two foot back yep. to go four forward, you know, and that's been happening to me in the last two years. I mean, I've seen it all in the last, you know, and, and thank God I'm, I'm getting through it. And there's days though I look up like shit, I'm, you know, looking at the cash flow going shit, you know, it'd be easy for me just to go take this deal on my own and have 20 grand coming in, you know, versus the 10 or whatever it is I'm giving away or not giving away, but paying yep. someone else yep. to do, you know, but, uh, but I understand the bigger, longer term, what the vision looks like and the opportunities I'm able to provide the team. And here's what's interesting, though, when looking at the team and, and building it, you know, um, I, I've learned that with all of the, uh, what we, I guess, would say is the intellectual uh, uh, capital that we, you and I have in our minds, right? By us being in production is, is, is um, handcuffing the growth of our team because, we're not, because when we're in production, we're not spending enough time pouring into them. So it's selfish being in production but what we know by not delivering it to others to have them grow and help the whole organization together. Yep. This was the reason I started the podcast. I even felt like it was selfish to not share this mindset with the world. Even people I'm not making money off of just give paying it forward and teaching yeah. other people to level up if they want to. And, you know, I'm not going to take it away from anyone. You guys all came in like rock stars a couple years ago and you're making a million a year and you're putting 50 hours. If that's what someone wants, then by all means, go rock out your 50 hours. It might be your lifestyle. Maybe you don't want to be around your family as much or you don't want to go do a hobby. You'd rather just go sell real estate. I don't care. That's your decision. I personally felt like there was a dysfunction in my life. And so I wanted, yeah. I wanted the income. I loved the income. I just didn't want to have to trade all my time for money and have to do that grind. That's why I chose to build the team. So for anyone that like likes the grind, like go, go ahead and do it. Uh, yeah. But if you could see my lifestyle today, if people could like spend a couple days with me when I'm getting to do whatever I want to do. I mean, I have sales. I have four sales a day. I get text messages of all these sales and I'll be at my pool or I'll be on vacation. I travel a ton. 
And Jeff, I know that you're identifying with this as well. And it's not that I'm a lazy leader. When I'm present, I give a ton of time and energy and motivation to my people. But I, I now have the freedom if and when I don't want to have to work, I can choose not to and still be able to generate as much, if not more income than when I was yeah. out there being the one to service it all. And, and what's interesting is look at, look at what you've done from being just a, an agent to, to just a team leader inside your team, but also additionally as an entrepreneur of all the other additional streams of income that you've built. There's no way in hell you would have been able to do all these, right. I mean, all your hundred flips this year and your, and your, your, you know, your, your systems training that you've got. I mean, yeah. everything you do, you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing right now sharing this with the world if you didn't step out from doing the Absolutely. day grind. You know what I mean? So, you know, yep. it's, so the, it's, uh, that's a great point. So that's another challenge, a um, challenging mindset is for those that think, oh, I don't need to do the CEO model. And then a selfish comment that you had made, what other people are, are being negatively impacted by you choosing to not go the CEO route? Uh, what relationships are not going to improve with your family, your parents, your kids, your wife, your significant other? Um, what other business opportunities or business ventures will you not be able to pursue because you're trading time for money, servicing the leads? And honestly, like I will never tell anyone I thought I was going to own 10 companies and flip all these houses and I have a call center in the Philippines and a coaching company. Like it's insane. I never yeah. dreamed that all those things would happen. All I wanted was my life back. And what I yeah. chose to do is I replaced all that time I spent servicing to your very point, creating multiple streams of income and helping, you know, build other businesses in different areas that brought more value to our team. And it's been fascinating. So yeah, I appreciate you bringing like, that it's up. Like, yeah, no. And, and, and it's just like after this, after this, uh, you know, interview or, or you know, this, this podcast here today, um, after this, I actually, I have to leave, get on the road. I go to Philly today for a meeting and the meeting is that third meeting, uh, with a group that's trying to get the license for, um, for pot marijuana, um, you know, in, in New Jersey. And I've been asked to become in as an investor and look at this thing. I would never have any, like, like, you know, right. it, it is, if this license happens, the license is going to be worth 10 million bucks, right? Like from wow. day one and, and the grow and all. I mean, it, but I wouldn't be able to be part of that conversation or yep. even be invited to it unless I had yep. the time to be able to go do that without, a, you know, it's yep. just another stream. It wouldn't have been on your radar. All you, no. that was on our radar was our next buyer lead, our next seller lead. That was our world. Transaction yep. management, paperwork, all the minutia, making sure our, uh, you know, personal assistant was staying busy. Um, but when you can turn that over to someone else, it might open up different opportunities. So let's get into the team building part of it. You already had had a team. So what were some of your major shifts when you chose not to be as full-time and moved more into a part-time role and focused on being the CEO? How did things change up? Well, you know, from the beginning, so I was primarily always a listing agent, you know, on the, on the team itself. So that was my main focus. Um, first, I had to go and find the replacement or my listing partner. So for about a year or so, I, I found the right person to, to join the team, a uh, young guy, David, and then he came along for about the first six months to nine months. He just absolutely shadowed me, you know, partnered in with me uh, side by side and just went on every single appointment, listened over the phone if you're over the phone or, or presentation in person, probably went on 180 presentations over the first year. And then, you know, after that next couple of months, I started phasing out 25% out and then 50% out and 75% out. Now, now he pretty much is running that, that a whole division there. You know, his goal is 10, 10 listings taken a month, 10 under contract a month. So his goal actually this year is 113 sides is, is ultimately what, it's, what it'd be. But ultimately, with our seasonality, the business that averages about 10 transactions a month. Um, and so, you know, that was kind of where I had to be. I had to say, just like you did, you know, for me to get out of it, I need to replace myself with that income and, and what, I was, what I needed to get to so I could do that. Now, yes, he's on a split higher than what I was because I was paying myself myself, right? I'm hoping mm -hmm. myself. But ultimately... Uh, you know, with that and then be able to bring on additional team members and then pouring into the existing team members I have to get their production up. We've got some really good talent on our team now. 
So in the first beginning, I, I had to find the right person and work with that person training for a long time and then get myself out of it, you know, little by little by little. And then so, you know, the daily, um, you know, the daily, uh, um, schedule now is more on the recruiting, training, mentoring, um, you know, with the team and, uh, yep. and finding new talent, you know, and building the systems as well. It's, it's just making it rain and, and figuring, finding out ways that I can be better supportive and give better, uh, better value back to the team. Yep. One of the you things I'll because yep. there's a there's a great comment or, or question I should say from Brett who's watching with us live just that you know like how do you how do you put together all the systems to be hands off but still continue to be involved how much time does we like how long does it take to refine the systems and Jeff you basically gave probably the best answer to that which is just a little bit at a time like it's like it, you don't bite it off all at once the only way to do it is to do it a little bit at a time yeah I mean that's and and, and having a plan for it and step by step by step. And then also, you know, part of the system was, and then what you guys work on as well is, you know, everything we do is recorded, uh, audio recorded, screen share recorded. I mean, everything is there. So everything can be duplicated. So yeah. the next person we bring on, we want to duplicate. We already have the systems built so they can just plug in and listen to see and everything from role playing to our huddle calls yep. in the morning to our, our weekly coaching with our team to you name it, it's recorded. You know, yep. I've heard Ben, ben Kinney told me once a couple of years ago with KW, he said anything worth saying is worth recording so you never have to say it again and everyone thinks it's so hard you can do a screen share if you have a macbook whatever device you just do a screen record um i don't i, don't, I think i use QuickTime to do it and uh, you can yeah. record your screen you can record a podcast whatever it is and then put it on a google drive or a dropbox account and then make it available to everyone so it can be super simple or you can go as far as to create an entire coaching organization which we both have done jeff coaches his own people essentially right jeff and yeah, Steve, yeah. we are doing the same with ours. Matt, you made a good point. I wanted to discuss this for a second. Um, as far as having just small steps, I wanted to bring up, if you guys want our step-by-step -step process to scaling a team for free, I know a lot of our listeners have heard this, go to jeffsfreegift.com, and we have a free PDF handout of like the step-by-step -step process of scaling a team. But it is overwhelming. We host our workshop. We have all these things, and people are like, man, where, what do I do? What's, what's the first step? I wanted to liken it to my weight loss journey. I'm down for listeners that haven't heard this. I'm down about 70 pounds in the last six months. And people will ask me, hey, what'd you do to lose weight? And everyone thinks I'll say diet, right? And, I'll, and so I'll be like, do you want the long answer or the short? And everyone to be nice will say they want the long. And I say, well, obviously diet's 70% of it. I also sleep eight hours a night. I remove stress from my life by spending time doing the things I know that help me relax. Um, my workout, I work out 10 times a week. I have a really strict workout, workout routine. And the list goes on and on and on. Just to save time on the podcast, I won't go any further. But it's the same thing with building a team. People are like, how do you build a team? You just add agents? People just assume it's add agents. You shouldn't add agents if you don't have the value for those agents. And Jeff mentioned the things that I believe are value, which are training. And then we always talk about retaining by offering value and other value adds would be a CRM system, transaction management, lead generation, accountability. And so if you're choosing to be in this leadership role, don't just think it's adding agents and plugging them into a CRM. You have to pour yeah. your heart and soul and time into helping them be the best version of themselves. And I think, Jeff, your first step with that listing person was so that you felt comfortable turning those sphere deals over to someone that you believe a majority of the time was going to convert those deals so you weren't losing out on your income. So you probably spent a lot of time on that role before moving on and scaling out in other areas. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And, and you know, it wasn't easy. I mean, it was, you know, it was hard to give it up, number one. It's just like anything when you delegate. And two, there were some days, you know, when he and I got in some arguments, too. I mean, and, and, and like, meaning that, okay, this is the way I think it should be done. Well, what if I said this? No. It doesn't get said like that. This is the script. This is my system. <laughs> no. It's how it does. Well, yeah, well, what about this? No, no, no. This is the way, right? Yeah. And so, you know, the, the things that we look for, 
we're growing our team and the talent that comes on, the three things we look for. One is, you know, someone who really seeks structure, someone who understands accountability, like all the things with weight loss, right? Structure, accountability, um, all around that. That's number one. Number two, somebody who, um, you know, is willing to accept blind faith and, and is willing to be coached and coachable, like willing to take guidance. Um, step three or next third, third characteristic is someone who, um, you know, has that tiger, that tiger shark, that tiger in their eye, someone who's hungry to make money and has a, has some goals, places they want to go, things they want to do, things they want to have, a high economic drive. Because see, my, my thought is that, you know, you gotta have that, that, that drive, discipline, accountability. All the reasons that people get into the business or wanting to get into business is all the things why they want it, but yet why they're failing out of it. They don't yeah. want structure. They don't want accountability. They don't want someone to tell them what to do. They don't want someone, you know, uh, they don't need to have, you know, they got it all themselves figured out. I don't need to have be driven or economically drive. You know, money is the evil, you know. But no, no, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Like, like, no, this is what the success leads to. And if it's not part of that and you can't, that's the sales DNA that I've figured out in our teams that if, they, if they're willing to be structured, have a system in place, coaching, you know, be having someone that's going to guide them. And, and obviously with experience and someone that's hungry, you know, they plug in our system with all the things we give, like your team. We got agents in their first year. They are making a hundred thousand bucks, at least 75, right. you know, 75 yep. to hundred by the second year. Like, you know, that's, which is, you know, which is incredible. Yep. Um, and, and, and so it works, but you know, it, it's, the agent needs a plug in for it. Yep. Awesome. Very well said. Hey, I want to quickly make mention. We have a very special event coming up in Omaha, our team building summit. It's May 8th through the 10th. Um, obviously this is probably pretty late notice for anyone watching the live stream to book tickets, but Hey, you can still sign up if you go to teambuildingsummit.com. but we are also live streaming the event for 99 bucks. It's going to be two days of content. Um, it'll also be recorded. So if you buy the live stream and then watch later, you'll have access to that entire event. We have three VIP speakers. Greg Harrelson's coming out, Jeff, uh, to speak at this event. We've got Matt Johnson and uh, Greg McDaniels are going to come. Spring Benson is coming out to speak. Those are all team leader spotlights. And then we've got CEOs from Viral Marketing and Rockerbox. Frank Klesitz and Josh Cunningham will be speaking. We also have a representative from Dotloop and Boomtown that are going to be speaking. And then we're doing a bunch of panel interviews with top, all these top people and doing Q&A. But it's all team leader specific. It's the first event ever that's just for teams. So we're really excited about the event. We're going to have about 100 people there. So for anyone that can't come and can't make it, you have that live stream option. You can buy that just at the teambuildingsummit.com. Thought I'd make quick mention of that. Johnson, anything else you feel like we need to get into before wrapping this one? No, we covered the main things that I wanted to cover, making sure that Brett got his question about systems answered. Uh, and you talked about kind of documenting everything. That that's to me, that's the biggest the biggest hurdle in all this stuff that you guys talk about because there's there's the grind of doing it. There's the grind of of actually generating and closing the leads yourself. But then when you start the transition to withdrawing, it's not really withdrawing. You're actually diving further into the grind. Good point. And you're not only grinding yourself, but you're also grinding in terms of everything it takes, let's say, 50% longer because you're documenting what you're doing, not just doing it and getting out of the way quickly. So I think that's what that's the thing that holds a lot of people back yeah. is is that part because it's not just you don't get to withdraw until you dive further down and you yeah. document and you start to train people. And that's a whole like there's a, that's a, that is a grind yeah. in and of itself. There, there uh, will so be a want, time where you're the team leader. You're the top agent. You're the accountability coach. You're the problem oh, yeah. solver. You're holding all your admin accountable. You're holding all your agents accountable. You're handling some other issues that come up here on the side and you're servicing your clients. Like you're doing all of this at the same time and you're like, is this worth it? And that's where Jeff said, like there's some days where it's like, am I doing the right thing? If I pushed all this to the side, I'd sell way more houses and you keep going back to that mindset. 
you have right. to have the belief that eventually it's going to catch up. It's going to work. It's going to, I call it clarity. You're going to find that moment of clarity. For me, it only took 12 months. My team went from 80 to 240 sides in 12 months when I hired six agents and started adding leads and started, we did daily training back then. Agents got burned out. We did too much, but find that clarity and then be willing to step more and more away from the production side because you have the belief that by inserting yourself into the training and the recruiting and the retention and accountability and all those things, it's going to make you more money in time. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then as far as just to add on the system side, I mean, like, for example, this morning, I mean, I did a, I did a uh, recording for one of my virtual assistants in the Philippines. And so, you know, it's, it's, if you can get to the habit of recording the system or screen sharing or whatever it is that you want to do, think about outsourcing it to somebody over there. Cause I'll have that done within 24 hours. Uh, the, the, the task that I have that's, that's being done. I mean, I have all kinds of stuff being ran right now, but I'll have it done within 24 hours. It might cost me 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, a certain task, but everything's recorded and then it's all stored. And, and like we talked about off before the, before the, uh, the podcast was, uh, you know, our learning center was our platform where it's a library for all the training and everything for our admin, you know, so that can all be duplicated so that, uh, you know, you're not caught there when somebody leaves. I have somebody, I have a place that it's easy for somebody to plug into agents and yep. admin. Yep. You know, so the systems there are built. So yeah. Brett was asking, real quick, Matt, and Brett was asking about systems. One of the greatest things I feel like what elite real estate systems offers is literally your back office system for training. Uh, we have all, and you can, anyone that wants to see the topics my team in Omaha trains on, it's all on the elite real estate systems website under learn more. You can see all the topical training that we provide to our agent as a team leader. It's time consuming to come up with that content. So you don't have to plug into ERS. There's other coaching companies that do it. I just think, why would you not align with a team that's doing 700 deals? You know, number one in our state, number two at Berkshire Hathaway, one of the top 20 in the country. We're actually a coaching company that's doing it on the day to day. We're training our agents and live streaming it. So you have instant access to that for 500 bucks a month. But then we take it even further to provide the coaching call every week to the team leader to identify one area in their business where they can improve. And then we do a Thursday high level call for only team leaders. So 52 one hour essentially private live streams for team leaders that are wanting to scale their business. So if I could go back six years ago and have access to that content to help me scale my team, I could have, oh my gosh, it would have saved me hundreds of hours of time. So for anyone that doesn't know about it, go out to the website, EliteRealEstateSystems.com and check out the live stream product that we make available to people wanting to scale their teams. Yep. And I'll, I'll, give, I'll add one other thing for, for the audience also. On the skill side, if you go to, go to the blog, I have a training blog, JeffQuintonSuccessTips.com. And it gives all kinds of training blogs. You're going to learn about time management, possibly expired for sale by owners, you, know, you name it, admin, staff, whatever. Just go in there. You can watch all the videos and stuff there too. It's cool. just an added value there. It's pretty cool. And that's Jeff, what a lot of our, our team does. If someone wants to talk to you about expansion or has a referral for any of those locations, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Yeah, tell them just uh, the easiest thing would just email me, jeff at thequintingroup.com. That's Q-U-I-N-T-I-N, uh, thequintingroup.com. That's the easiest way. Just email me and, uh, you know, we'll love to talk to them and see if they're a good fit. Cool. Very cool. Love it. All right. Uh, and then for the podcast, guys, making sure uh, that you subscribe. So make sure that you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, whatever uh, you know uh, app that you prefer to use. You can also go straight to YouTube if you just want to watch the video versions. Uh, I just want to give a couple of shout outs here. Jamie Reynolds and Franklin Jones, both heavy hitters, team leaders in their own right, are watching us live. What's up, guys? Thanks so much yes. for popping in. Uh, and uh, yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that'll do it. So Paul says, I was in the peanut gallery for today's live training at ERS. Uh, he's talking about the live stream and it was great content. Paul is one of our guys on our team that's plugged cool. into your guys' Thanks, training Paul. and he's loving it. Uh, he's binging, binging on oh, Jeff Collins. Oh, right. <laughs> Take it all in, baby. That's right. Yeah, that that's was right. a really Be, be careful. Big, big, it's very easy to overdose. 
Yeah, big picture is a really good one. It's one of my favorites. So I'm glad he enjoyed that. Yeah, and then for right. anyone that's thinking about becoming the CEO, just I think the focus needs to be that you're recognizing you become a coaching organization. You know, Frank Pezitz yeah. has said that best. Like Jeff Quinton is an expert yeah. at now helping people be successful agents. That's where your focus goes towards. And he gets that right because he serviced over 4,000 people before choosing yeah. to go into that role. Yeah. So I think it's awesome, Jeff. You're doing a great job. And I'm excited to watch you and other top leaders to see where they take it. You said 1,000. I think with technology advancing the way it is, if we're willing to pivot, I think we could be in the tens of thousands. So Oh, yeah, really, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, with that I, expansion I market. So yeah, I'm really exactly. excited and, to see and, what and the I'm, future holds. And I'm forced to expand just because, you know, it's, it's just the area that I, my hub-based business is just a very small market, you know, yeah. limited. So I'm forced to do that. And I was telling Matt that, uh, you know, the, the vision also with my two older, starter, two older starters graduate high school and the colleges have both East Coast and West Coast teams. So I'll be moving out towards Johnson and uh, in San Diego at some point, about seven years. And I'll have bi-coastal, bi-coastal teams running. So that's where we'll get to the tens of thousands of deals. Hey, Jeff, so real think, quick, before, before you leave, what's your trick for your youthfulness? Because I think you look about 32 years old, full head of hair, growing like crazy. He was telling lots us off there as well. He said he needs of, a haircut. Is that the lots trick? Of sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good. I'll tell my wife. That's the answer. <laughs> I wish. Not the youth, baby. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so Boy, much for everybody who's watching. <laughs> Man, that was fantastic. All right. We appreciate it, guys. If you're watching or listening to this after the fact, uh, you can probably check out the next year's Team Building Summit. So go to the teambuildingsummit.com. If you're watching this live, there's still time to get your tickets. Make sure to subscribe to the show. Make sure to share it. Um, if you love what you hear and you see on the show today, like we, like Grant uh, says, great show. Thanks for paying it forward and sharing your knowledge. We would appreciate it if you go to iTunes and drop us a five-star review and let us know and, and specifically call out and thank the guest. So yeah. In this case, Jeff Clinton, let him know uh, what kind of value he provided so that we can uh, make sure that we thank the guests for, for bringing them, uh, bringing all the value that they do. So with that said, guys, awesome. thank you so much. We appreciate it. Jeff and Jeff and Jeff and Jeff and Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs>